Sports Arena is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into web extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view special on ECW on TNN in between. And of course, it is pay-per-view week. You've got myself, Paul. I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Um, we hold ourselves to a high standard on this show. Um, you know, integrity in wrestling journalism. Uh, as you expect from any element of wrestling journalism, um, uh, so I, I I feel that it's it's only right that I start correction and an apology. Um, for a few weeks now, I've ranted about um, women's tag teams always being best friends, male tag teams not having that, and it being kind of a a silly lazy booking thing that you know women to team up have to be best friends. Um, uh, and you wouldn't see that in male wrestling. And then this week, um, watching um, Elias's return to WWE, um, it occurred to me, Kevin Owens is best friends with all of his tag team partners. Seth Rollins being the latest. So, so yes, I, I, I was wrong. I misspoke. You deserve better. I will be better. Kevin Owens is best friends with all of his male tag team partners. I feel better having that off my chest. There is a thing. There's a thing. I'm sure everyone's extremely grateful for your apology. Well, you know, if it's not enough and you need to, to replace me with Griff, I understand. It's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, hard to get that reference. All available in the archives. Go and listen. Episode 1 to 401. Or 1 to 17. Five. Um, Hardcore Heaven 2000. Oh, here we go. <laughs> We're there. Can you get the attendance? We're in Milwaukee. Can you guess the attendance for this? Um, knowing that they never did huge numbers. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say 5,000. 3,400. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. Just Again, you just assume it's at least 10,000, don't you? It's weird. Yeah. It always um, kind of you into the heart when you look at numbers. Uh, you know, and when I was kind of doing the deep dive last week on the, um, the shenanigans that went on with um, uh, the uh, TNN deal, um, the TV numbers as well. And again, I know they weren't pushed and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, just you you think ECWB are, are bigger than they were. Yeah. Be interesting to um, Raw's first number on TN was in comparison. Yeah. Um, Joe Styles and Joe Gertner welcome us to the pay per view. The crowd had absolutely pumped for this one. We get the usual kind of style intros. Um, Joe Gertner doesn't hold back. He goes all in with this one. So, but the crowd's up for it. Um, they get the intro. They sort of leave. We get this awkward kind of silence thing for a couple of minutes. Yeah, so we- do we want to reference this now or do we want to reference this when they try and reference this? Because this is weird. With what the so there's the silence, yeah, 
and it looks like they're almost expecting someone to run in. Um, yeah. But they, they, they didn't. Um, and they kind of like mooch around and faff around and then they, they leave and they go away. Um, and later on in the show, um, Joey Styles announces that the reason why they were distracted is because a bloody and beaten Tommy up Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer appeared wandering, dazed. Um, so they were, they were checking to try and work out what was going on. Um, and Cyrus, because spoilers, uh, Cyrus becomes color commentator in this one. Um, Cyrus uh, kind of, you know, takes the mickey out of the fact that, you know, it was a failure on many a front. Not only did they not manage to explain what had happened to people, um, but also the no cameraman managed to, to get the uh, sure. yeah. So, you know, it's one of these things that just happens in the background over there. Um, however, this feels like it's the reason why they're going to get Tommy Dreamer out of the main event for whatever reason they're getting Tommy Dreamer out of the main event. However, it turns out not to be the reason why they get Tommy Dreamer out of the main event. And Tommy Dreamer appears later showing no signs of being beaten up or bloodied or, or, or anything. Um, and it's all just forgotten and moved on. And has the worst reason ever for getting out of the main event, but we'll get to that, I guess. But he did have them by the balls. <laughs> did they reference that at all? Did anyone tell us? Uh, by the balls? I must have missed it. I don't know if you you, you it need to really pay attention. Yeah? Just, yeah. I know Heyman was out there, but I couldn't work out what he was saying. I didn't know if he said that at all, but we'll get to all that. Um, so they have awkward sort of silence there, and uh, the Balls Mahoney music does hit. Um, he gets a nice reaction, returning Balls Mahoney against returning Masasa Tanaka. Um, these two pretty much beat the crap out of each other. We, we've said it many times before, Balls Mahoney can go. Yes. And uh, I, I think people forget that Balls Mahoney could go. He doesn't get the respect. He, he's, he's remembered for the chair swinging and the highlight reel chair shots. But a motivated Balls Mahoney could fucking go. Yeah, I mean, he is uh, actually a very good technical wrestler. wrestler. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, does like to now and again just remind people. Yeah, I mean, obviously past matches with RVD and um, ones like this as well. Pretty solid. Obviously, it does include shots as well. Um, 5.4, by the way, is the answer. Oh. Um, 5.4 5.4 was the debut rating for Raw on TNN, um, whereas 0.2 was the highest ECW. Wow. A bit of a difference. A bit. Um, my, my main thing about this match that annoyed me is um, I understand why you'd want to put me in the south of Tanaka, but obviously Tanaka won, so he sort of got returning. Balls Mahoney just loses straight away again. Um. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't like the fact that they both have the chair shots don't hurt gimmick. Still, and I know that's the same argument I've made 
a number of times when we've seen this pairing. Yeah. But I feel that works best if someone doesn't do that. You know, if, if everyone just no sells chair shots, then why would you bother? Um, so that, that I feel is kind of something they run into a lot. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, especially when you look up and down the card, I'm not sure why these two were together. No, again, I don't massively, um, I don't massively know. I mean, it, it's a great match, but uh, you know, once you sort of, I guess sort of get away from the fact it's a great match, you sort of don't really know why they were put together. But it is still a fantastic match. It is hot opener. Got the crowd really excited. Um, a lot of um, uh, near falls, a lot of heavy chair shots, a lot of uh, good technical wrestling as well. Um, you know, they, they, they trade finishers for near falls, which was amazing. Um, yeah, really, a really fun and strong match. Massively. So, uh, yeah, tonight I pick up the win. We then go backstage with Lance Storm. Um, said that Justin Credible's always had someone had his back. Um, just have a look. Yeah, always had someone had his back and basically from the click in the feds now him there and um, talk about throwing down the belts. And I had a whole thing because I was just reading what I wrote in the notes here. Basically, I, I, I had a crazy thing that, isn't it weird to think that Lance Storm's past tag team, the gimmick was they weren't allowed to disrespect the belts. They weren't allowed to possibly lose the belts or forfeit the belts. Otherwise, they'd both be fired. Yep. And he was with Candido. But this one... There was no option for Storm to try and defend the tag team belts by himself. No. Or to try and find a new partner. It's just literally just straight up. That's it. They're gone. We said it. So it's fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Just just randomly. I know it's just, I know it's like nothingness, but it's just the fact it's the same person with such different rules. I mean, you could have easily had Lance Storm enter a tag team tournament by himself or something. Well, yeah, and, and or, I mean, all of that, again, just kind of pulls to the fact of doing something with these belts rather than putting them on the shelf for four months. Yeah, I mean, he could be walking around with them still. Yeah. And they could be trying to get the belts off him and done the offer thing, where it's just like, you can't have the tag team belts. You're not in a tag team. He's like, I'm, no one's defeated me on the tag team champions and led to whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, I and that, that, really, that really awkward thing where it's him and Dawn Marie as the tag champions and they're against, you know, the Baldies or something. And, you know, you've got whether Dawn Marie is going to get in the ring and get beaten up kind of thing. Yeah, it just could have given a bit of legs to short term while they worked out what they wanted to do. Um, so we give that. Um, Simon Diamond comes out to the ring. Basically, cuts a does, promo. Does he have a problem? He's got a problem. He's got a problem that people think he's a comedy act, and he's not. He's a blue chip athlete. I. Do you know what? That's a really good promo. If he hadn't said it for the last two weeks on television. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, Mikey's music hits. So Mikey Whitbrick. 
And then little Greedo afterwards. So we get basically little Greedo, Mikey Whitbury, and Simon Diamond in a three-way dance. Um, I'm sorry if they sort of have a power cut very early on in the match. Yeah. And the crowd kind of pops, semi-pops, thinking maybe someone was coming out. Yep. Obviously, then they realised pretty soon it was just a power cut. And they were trying to light it, and I just felt bad because it wasn't a bad match. We could tell that it knocked them out a bit. Yeah, I mean, they they just weren't quite on the right page, were they? Um, uh, you know, still a good match. Um, feels like a very, very random combination. Um, you know, let's put it on a three-way dance because that's what we do rather than any reason why. Um, is this not three heels wrestling, technically? Um, sort of, yeah. I mean, Mikey, I guess, sort of the shade of grey, but I well, guess it's I mean, The thing is, it's the shade of grey apart from he's managed by the devil. Yeah. <laughs> How can he be... Yeah. Bring in mind, he is managed by the devil. No, it is... Um... He's strange. I mean, it's a it's a strange like um, group to put together. To be honest with you, yes. I mean, Simon Diamond in this mix is a bit it's bizarre. Not, he gets, uh, you know, it's not a bad match. I don't think their styles completely gel. No, and then the power cut didn't help as well. No, um, I think and, and generally just, against them. The problem is when you've got a Simon Diamond match, it means that there's got to be a lot of gubbins spots. And that doesn't help with a lot of it as well, in the sense that, you know, you've got to have the bit where Prodigy and Prodigy have a have an argument who can hit the, the thing and, you know, the musketeer has to get involved and whatever else. Um, so there was, a, you know, and then you've got to have Sal involved and you've got to do the fireball and you've got to... You've got, so it, it became quite convoluted because... You know, this wasn't a three-person match. This was a ten-person match, um, and everyone had to have their their very quick kind of uh, minute in a match that had power cut issues and was only seven minutes long. Yeah, Greedo. Greedo did pick up the win. I think Greedo's got a good win record in ECW. I, I mean, he's he's um, it's hard to tell. Because of the, as the well. he up booking things they do. Um, but he's definitely not a jobber. No, you just... Obviously, this is a big one, but you do sort of see a fair lot. He does seem to just sort of see much in him up, especially on, like, um, hardcore TV and stuff. Uh, so, Guido wins. We get a promo backstage with Justin Incredible. Talks about how he's arsehole of the moment. He took the seven-year history of those belts and he threw it down. And tonight he's going to make an impact again. Yes. Um, yeah, that was nice. Uh, Kid Cash versus C.W. Anderson. This surprisingly really fun match. Completely nothing match. I mean, it should have been Cash versus Scotty Anton, really. But... Oh, Johnny Swinger, yep. That's it, um, Johnny Swinger, yeah. It just felt like an obvious transition. You get Swinger on the pay-per-view, show a little something, it makes no difference. But yeah, no, well, maybe they don't feel they can have casual homophobia and casual racism on the same show. 
Um, uh, as well as casual sexism, just kind of in there as well. Yeah, I mean, you, the, but again, I, I think if Kid Cash was in there instead of Simon Diamond, I think that three-way dance becomes so much stronger. I think if Balls Mahoney is in there with C.W. Anderson, they can still have a great match. And I think Simon can, Diamond can do his unprofessional blue-chip wrestler and Masato Tanaka kills him. Yeah, I think... Um... I think CW strong, uh, CW Anderson's like strong in this. I, I feel like at the time I didn't mind him, but I didn't fully appreciate him. He he comes into his own when he goes with Carino, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, it's interesting to see that from the outset, he's he's he feels like he's outgrown the Dangerous Alliance quickly. Yeah. Um, Bill, Billy Wiles does. Very little wrestling. Um, you know, Electra's doing Electra bits. Louis Dangerously is doing Louis Dangerously bits. C.W. Anderson's the, the, the guy that's getting the mat time and, and getting a, a solid performance in these matches. Um, he's an entertaining wrestler. Um, and, and part of that's, again, because ECW did a very, very good job of having different styles you know, through. So him being a little bit more kind of, you know, old school, map-based, you know, you could almost say no flips, just fists. Um, against the likes of Cash and all the rest of it really kind of works. Yeah, no. Um like I said, like you hit spot, it's a very sort of a FTR kind of vibe to I didn't realise until I was today years old that um Kid Cash got signed by WCW right at the end and actually appeared on one appearance. Oh. I don't know if I knew Cash. that. Cash. Yeah, I know Easy Money had just appeared at the end, but yeah, Cash technically signed as well. And I think he had one appearance. Easy Money, who I think we've seen once, haven't we? Was that Chili Willy? Yeah, but he, he, no, Chili Willy we've seen once. Easy Money, I don't think has appeared yet, but he comes in and has um, I think he fights Kid Cash like every pay per view for like till the end. David Cash. So I think they're the ones that always do the the power bomb reverse into the Hurricane Rana spot off the top. I think that's their famous spot they do a lot where Easy Money goes to power bomb him. Off the top rope, like an awesome bomb style. I think he keeps yeah. reversing to Hurricane Runner every time. I'm sure, they do that. Um, but we'll get there. So that happens. Um, Cash won. Fair enough for him. It's about time he got a sort of decent pay per view win. So happy for that. RVD promo at the back talks about being ready for tonight. Um, this is very similar to the Francine um, Raven thing, where Raven was sort of saying, Oh, yeah, you're, you're still the show. You'll be what everyone's talking about. Kind of a very film like this, like I think Scotty Anton, um, spoiler, knowing what people know about him turning later in the night, you can tell by his body language that he was fed up with RVD. Yeah, and and you know they've teased that for a couple of promos now. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and and I'm interested to see what they do because I'm hoping that they link it back to 
Scotty Anton versus um, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, RVD just being, you know, so blindsided and, and, you know, him coming back and being back in the ring, kind of his ego kind of, you know, expands drastically. Um, I'm not sure they will. I, I think it's going to be fairly light, but we will find out. And yeah, I mean, you know, there are, um, there are seeds sown and you might yeah. not see them during the match because that becomes weird again. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there are, there are, there are seeds sown. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, they get a freeway dance. Chitting over versus Danny, uh, Danny Doran and Roadkill versus the Baldies. Uh, match wasn't awful. This match was very, very rushed, though. I felt yeah. like they weren't really given any time whatsoever in this one. It just kind of really shot through, didn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you know, it was six and a half minutes. Um, yeah, but it just didn't feel... I mean, compared to like a normal ECW match, it felt like this was extremely short. And This um, felt, it felt very like... much about getting out of the way so they could get to New Jack. New Jack, 100%. I was about to say that. It felt basically just a, a little moment to get New Jack involved, um, which they did. So after the match, New Jack came out. Was it technically a singles match with Grimes? Uh, it's billed as a singles match with Angel. There were other things that it's built a single match of Grimes, but I thought it was Angel because Grimes, mm-hmm. he doesn't really interact with Grimes. No, not in this one. You can tell um, he's, he's got issues with Grimes. Uh, well, no, he is out with Angel because by winning, he, he again becomes king of the streets. Uh, in true yeah. ECW, form, ECW format of you can lose 55 as long as you win the last one. As long as you win you the win. one that matters. And you're allowed to say which one is the one that matters. It's 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 you know, and I know I've I've used this analogy before, but it's it's playing football in the playground, soccer in the playground. You know, you know the bell's about to go, so last goal wins. Doesn't matter if you're losing by seven hundred goals, last goal wins. Or next goal wins. Um That's it. New Jack it, called next next goal wins and, and therefore he Jack. wins the free. So New Jack basically batted everyone. We've got a balcony dive. You kind of wouldn't believe this is a guy who um, had someone land on his head from a scaffolding just a few months, months ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I always just, because again, I guess you sort of forget it goes on to XPW, TNA, loads of things after this. But um, yeah, crazy. He's back in, in full swing and the, the crowd's loving it and New Jack is king of the streets again. He is. And I'm sure that's now the end of the feud. <laughs> Uh, we cut to Karina on the way to the ring. He gets in the ring, antagonizes Tajiri. Um, you could say this is racist. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you could say because the it stuff is. he said was racist. So, yeah. Um, yeah and, so he, he did that. Tajiri then sort of um, beat the shit out. out, kicked him in the head. And again, not sort of condoning it, but at least there was a payoff where he was absolutely battered for everything he's done. 
Yes. You know, they could have gone a different route with it, obviously. But Tajiri absolutely kicked the shit out of Steve Perino in this match. So I need to kind of con- disconnect the two bits. So there's the the promo, which continues the lines of promos that I, I am not enjoying where, you know, casual racism is, is you know, the, the attack line. Um, it's, re- it's repetitive as well. That makes it even worse. It's not even like a, a one-off pay-per-view heat line, which, again, is, isn't needed at any time. But whatever. It's the, the same line they've repeated for the last absolutely. three, it's, four it's, weeks. And, it, and it's even worse when it's just that because it then becomes you're not even knew it as a powerful <gasps> line. It's now just a cheap heat that you're doing all the timeline. So even... Uh, yeah, not made better by, by Cyrus kind of go, oh, we're shooting. Yeah. You know, it just... You, you, you just can't a... laugh it off. You can't acknowledge it. You can't, you know... What Cyrus going to say, bearing in mind, he says exactly the same thing two weeks ago. Exactly. Um, and um, you know, I, I I appreciate it's to get heat. It's the wrong kind of heat. You know, it's it's, exactly. it's yeah, it's it's yeah. So I, I there are two parts. There's the promo that I detested, um, and then there's the match that I thought was um, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I love this match. I mean, this is a standout. That was one of my. A favourite matches. I was. You have moments of pay per views and matches you look forward to. This is one of the matches I was looking forward to. Um, this is a Carino sort of blade job one hundred and one, where he just absolutely bled for everything for Tajiri here and Tajiri kicks lumps out of him. Just all, yeah, all I the mean, abuse and everything had led to him just like completely finally. Being alone with the network type deal and absolutely doing it. I, I felt this took Carino up a level again. He's so far away from that comedy character now. And Tajiri also raised up his stakes and moved up his level again because he looked like an absolute beast. Yeah. So. Um, it is uh, such an incredible. Um... Uh, match between the two. It's it's so um, it's it's wonderful to see Tajiri allowed to just cut loose and destroy a guy, um, and does it very very well. Mm. Um, and Carino just makes him look so impeccably brilliant. Um, you know, the referencing to the fact that Carino has. Uh, gone from kind of this this shitty little manager basically running his mouth um, to someone who can you know really fight and can really throw hands and is actually a pretty tough little bastard um, yeah. so yeah it's 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 really interesting to kind of um, see the evolution and how it's brought together great uh, so to jury one after the match is brought out the network to attack the jury which brought out Dusty for the save. <coughs> I really thought Dusty was gone at this point. He's, um, yeah, he's hung around for a lot longer than I thought. I, I, I imagine he was literally around for a pay-per-view in WCW store that he could work again and brought him back in. Yeah. Which is basically what happens just over a, a longer period. So, yeah, so um, 
yeah, Dusty helps make the save. Rhino then sort of attacks him, which helps bring out the Sandman. Again, exactly the person you need when you're in trouble. Taking about nine hours to get there. Transitions into Rhino defending his TV title against the Sandman. I would go on to say this match again, it's fairly short, but it's brutal. And the ending is um, quite powerful, I think. And just yeah, gets Rhino over as just a heartless animal, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah, so basically the ending of the match is he's brawling with the Sandman. He managed to get hold of Laurie Follington, dragged her to the ring, drags her back outside the other side and pile drives her through a table. Um, as he gets thrown back in the ring, Sandman gets in, canes him, canes um, Rhino, picks her up, and as he picks her up, Rhino goes them both through the table, um, gets the win over Sandman, and um, grabs the mic and says, Happy Mother's Day, you fucking bitch. Which I thought was a nice <laughs> I mean, Laurie Fullington Peaches um, has 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 taken the Francine spot of of you know the the woman that takes the ridiculous bumps. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck, they're just they're just killing her on a weekly basis, and um, yeah, and the Sandman. It's just such a such a rough attack. That one yeah. was just so aggressive. He just. I don't know, I get to chuckle. But uh, Rhino goes marching on. Um, next up, we get our, the returning RVD versus Jerry Lynn. So, just before we get there, oh. or as we get there, oh. so this is the whole fucking show versus the new fucking show. And the last yeah. match had the wrestler builders, the big fucking deal in. Yeah. Do you think that they're overusing that slightly? Um, they are, but it's basically all based on attacking RVDs in different ways, and I guess it is, and it's all about kind of you know, but but. That's the thing. It just feels like it's a lot of trading off of, you know, interactions with RBD. I mean, one one having it is fine, you know, and you can always bring it back around to that. But I mean, like, it starts to have two programs and everyone's doing the same thing. It becomes a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't need to both sort of do that, in my opinion. But yeah, like I said, they're all just doing the same thing to get him, really. Like Sabu could have done the same thing again. It'd be sort of like a never ending kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get the match. Again, these two don't have bad matches. This match just felt like. Uh, RVD, Jerry Lynn are both back showcase match, if I'm honest. Um, I was really enjoying this match until um, 
it all got drastically overbooked. Yeah. Um, all matches. This is one match that you think it wouldn't have to overbook. Well, so they're, they're at a point where they, they obviously want RVD to lose, but they don't want him to lose clean. Um, they want to, and also they need to acknowledge the fact and somehow deal with the fact that they have again booked two baby faces against each other. So the crowd's fairly split and they don't really want to damage Jerry Lynn. Um, they don't want to make him heal. They might want to tease that he's healed, but they then continue to walk away from that very quickly. Um, and as such, you've got a fairly bizarre group of run-ins um, yeah just a fairly bizarre group and an uh, RVD getting the heat spot for or the big pop spot for being the guy that lays out Cyrus when actually you know the likes of Tajiri probably would have been better off Laying out Cyrus. Yeah. No, you're right. It's um. Yeah, it was, like I said, they they could have just they didn't need all the, the craziness really. They they could if they wanted to they could have done it at the end. It left it open for it. But um, yeah, they had they had that. Then RVD kind of looked like he had the match won. And uh, Scotty Anderson jumped up, pushes him onto the ramp. Looked like he broke his leg again. It's yep. a horrible, horrible bump yep. onto the ramp. It looked like he like nearly broke his ankle again. Uh, got thrown back in the room. Lynn hit with a power driver. And then a power driver, quote-unquote, on the chair. Even though he massively missed the chair. And then he picked up a win, and uh, Jerry Lynn pinned RVD finally. Yes. Which, um, again, is a big moment, and I understand the whole if you beat RVD sort of straight away, then you're sort of ending the whole two year thing and sort of nipping at the bud a bit, and you can move different directions with him. There isn't this elephant in the room of him just sort of hasn't lost in forever kind of thing. No, and there's, there's a power. To his best friend being the one who made him lose. Um, yeah. and, it, and it adds a new vulnerability to all his matches going forward because you suddenly think, well, Rhino can beat RBD now. When otherwise yeah. you think RBD's just going to blast through Rhino. But if. So if Jerry Lynn had beaten clean. Yeah. Then I think that makes Jerry Lynn even stronger and puts that doubt in people about RVD in the sense of, you know, maybe he's not back to his best. Maybe he's not 100%. You know, maybe there's a little bit of doubt in there. Maybe, maybe he's no longer the whole fucking show. Um, Or if you have Scotty Anton as the single person that turns and costs him the match, then you've got the whole kind of, you know, why Scotty, why thing. Um, or if you have Rhino run in 
obliterate him with the gore and Lynn pins him off the gore in a whole kind of Jesus, you know, the gore is enough to take him out. If, if, if Bruno hits that, he's done. You know, even RBD, he's done. He, he, he's shown. But to kind of have all of it, yeah. for me, kind of just weakens all of it. So can Rhino beat him? Yeah. But, you know, he has to have a 20-minute match with, with someone else first. You know, Scotty Anton cost him. Yeah, but he was like the 17th person to run out and beat him up at that point. Um, you know, I don't know when he was planning to beat him up, but you know, he was he was you know high teens by the time it got to his turn. Um, and then it still took two uh, pile drivers, one on a chair, to to win. So you know, he didn't beat him out himself. Um, you know, can Jerry Lynn beat him? Yes, he can. He's done it, albeit with the help of 120 people and 14 force finishers. Yeah, no, it's. Um... And again, it's it's you know you you could argue it's to keep RVD strong. RVD's not going to be hurt by losing on you know a fuck finish to 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 Jerry Lynn. Agreed. RVD's not going to be hurt by losing clean to Jerry Lynn. Agreed. RVD's wow. more hurt by putting on thirty-minute matches with Spike Dudley when everyone else beats him in three. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the thing, all the Uganda and all that, isn't it? Yeah. It would just be, but, yeah, so that, that happens, Lynn wins, it's fine. We look forward to see how it unfolds, I guess, like you said, it's all about the promo, all about the follow-up promo. We've been critical in the past about the follow-up shows, and it's all about the follow-up promo to make um, this work, I guess. Yep, with the right bit of storytelling, they can make any single thing work. Uh, Speaking so- of storytelling... <laughs> Gribble comes out, supposed to be a freeway dance, but he only wants to face uh, Lance Storm. And if anyone has come out, he's going to throw the belt in the trash. He's going to absolutely disgrace the belts. I'm going to throw it down in the trash. Dreamer comes out. Uh, Heyman's holding him back and saying he's got us by the balls. I, <sighs> I just see him throwing the belt down. I don't see it as that big a deal. Your last champion turned up on on a different show with it. I mean, Shane Douglas literally threw the NWA belt down and they moved forward. Yeah, and you know, I I understand that was meant to be like the biggest insult in the world and, you know, shocked the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean... Yeah, all right, you know, and then Lance Storm versus Tommy Dreamers for the heavyweight championship. No? It just, it, it, it was a very random. Um, and again, you know, is, is the, the, the latest in the reasons why apparently there isn't a a champion. Uh, there isn't a three-way because the, the last one was um, obviously that, that Dreamer had got beaten up and laid out, except he didn't. Yeah. It's just, um, 
again, it's just such a weird way. I mean, having Dreamer beaten and laid out would have just worked. Um, and I just don't really... It seems so weird. I mean, they, they could have just run with a Lance Storm, just incredible feud. They didn't need to get Dreamer in at the moment. If they didn't want to do that, they didn't need it. You know, the, the Lance Storm, just incredible feud is big enough by themselves without a last minute swerve as to what happened. Dreamer, who, who hasn't yet really shown any care about the fact that he lost this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 just um, straight. I was I was just going through the 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 Wikipedia page of the history of the World Heavyweight ECW World Heavyweight Championship, kind of looking at kind of like some of the other weird stuff that's happened that you know you could pull on. So Raven lost his first run without even being in the match. Yeah, Stevie uh, Richards. Get out, one of Richards. Um... Yeah. So, you know, you've got a history of, like, bizarreness on these things. Um, yeah, you would have thought, like, you know, I don't, I don't understand why it's that big a deal. You know, fine, you, you know, strip him of the title. Yeah, just very strange. Just, just very bizarre. I, I don't know why they booked themselves into this position to then try and book themselves out in 150 different ways, none of them really working. And don't get me wrong, I mean, um, Credible and uh, Lance Storm is the match I want to see. I'm not really interested in watching a Dreamer match, although I'm looking forward to the Stairway Tale match because I remember it being quite good. Um, but yeah, it just it, it's such a weird, convoluted... 27 different ways around you know why why not just lay him out why not have rhino lay him out yeah you know why not have the network lay him out why not have simon diamond and his his group lay him out why not have the baldies lay him out why not yeah let's see there is multiple um why not have Lance Storm lay him out so that Lance Storm can go face to face with him on his own? Well, yeah. Why not let Lance Storm cut the promo that says, you know, the, the, the babyface promo that says, I understand how much you want to get your hands on him, but you've got to understand this is my partner, this is my brother, this is the guy who, you know, whilst I'm in the hospital bed wondering whether ever I'm going to wrestle again. He's throwing down the championship that I worked so hard for, fought you for, you know, bled for, uh, and he's thrown it away and, and as if it was nothing. I want him. And I don't, I, you know, no disrespect, but I don't want you. I want him. And you can have the first shot at either of us when we finished. If I'm standing, it's yours. Uh, and if he's got anything left, you can have it. But for me right now, I want all of him. It just, they said it just, it would have worked. Alternatively, we could just say that Justin Credible has us by the balls. He has been by the balls. And, um, yeah, it happens. Um, the match itself wasn't awful. It's just, it's just annoying because it could have been so much more. 
there's anything that is upsetting. I mean, this match had potential to be like huge. Um, no surprise, just incredible wins. We spoke about how this is Lance Storm's last match, but again, they could they could have with the right timing. But again, obviously, behind the scenes stuff, I think sort of led to it ending and doing the way it did. Um, after the match, Dreamer comes out, takes that credible, gets Francine, calls her a fucking cunt, and then that sort of stands looking at her until he eventually hits with a Spagoli driver as the pay per view goes off the air. Yeah. Which is, which is fine, but I would say meaningless, but it just doesn't really. It didn't, it, it added nothing. Um, again, you know, you've got Dreamer looking strong. Why didn't he dream of looking strong? Especially um, when he's he's been prattling around with um, Simon Diamond, and, Simon and Diamond for weeks, and having having sword fights with the Musketeer. Yeah, and this is it. It just I I don't know why there's suddenly a need for him to be the badass. Um. Yeah, it just it, it it didn't it didn't add anything for it. I don't I don't think it really added anything at all. So it's just all a bit. But um, yeah, it happened. It's the end of the show, and that's how we leave the pay per view. Guys, obviously next week we find out the fallout again. A couple of big promos, like we said, to make this all. All right, so there is a lot of decent things, but I'm interested to see all the other side. Uh, what's your match of the week? Um, there's a couple of of, of really strong contenders here. Um, yeah. I really thought what you get that Jerry Lynn versus RVD was going to be my match of the week yeah. until. The the overbooked end with the million run-ins kind of took away for it from me. I think that that could have been far better if they'd kept it a little bit more pure. Um, yeah. I think Kikash versus C.W. Anderson was far better than it had any rights to be. Agreed. I think Tanaka and Mahoney is um, an incredible match for what it is. Agreed. Um, but absolutely disassociating the lazy um, shit promo from the match. Um, Karina versus Tajiri, I just thought was was fantastic. I thought Tajiri was made to look amazing. I thought Karina's really just kind of finding another level now in regards to how he um, performs, how he lifts everyone around him. Um, how he's he's legitimate um, with what he does, um, yeah. Uh, Karina versus Tajiri for me. I think that's um, yeah. I mean, obviously, one hundred percent agree. I think it makes sense. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can at underscore sports rooms. Where you find us on Instagram or Twitter, or just search Extreme Rewind. We are there, and we'll be back next week for the Fallout show. Just make it all make sense. What could possibly go wrong? And we begin the march towards Heat Wave 2000. <laughs>
Oh. Which has some interesting matches Ooh, and some very, very familiar matches. Um, crowds as well. Yes. We'll get there. Um, we definitely will. Um, but in the meantime, um, just like the returning RVD, after 27 different people run in to, to take a shot, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>